Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You really? I'm actually driving right now for like two seconds. Jeremy! <laughs> Where are you going? I have to go pick up this Chinese food. Okay. Stay in the parking lot. Hey, roll oh with it. Oh my God. You're so funny. Welcome to Job Logs, a podcast that features candid conversations with young professionals about work, life, and everything in between. Hi, I'm Joy Marie. And I'm Courtney. And this is Job Logs. Welcome back. Welcome, you guys, to another edition of your favorite group chat, girlfriends. Yes, your career confidant. Uh, as always, we're talking about navigating your career, the ups, the downs, everything in between. Yes. And for those of you who are new to the show, listening for the first time, she's a digital storyteller, writer, content strategist, all around dope chick. Check her out at cleaveoutloud.com. And Joy is an experiential marketer, creative, and global citizen. Yes. And you can check her out at joymarieparker.com. Yes. And we are besties in New York City navigating this career thing one day at a time right alongside you guys. So join us at joblogs.com, at joblogs all around the web. We're here pretty much every Monday-ish for the most kind part. <laughs> Um, but before we jump into today's episode, we want to tell you guys about our listener survey. So we really want to hear from you. Help us stay free and create more episodes more consistently, more content that you guys are interested in that you'd like to hear. Fill out our easy three-minute survey. Enter your email address at the end, and you'll be entered for a chance to win a $100 gift card. And you can find the survey at joblogs.com slash survey. Yeah, we really appreciate your input. Um, and coming up with today's episode, we're talking about change and kind of navigating the small changes, the big changes. And we're joined by my beloved Jeremy D. Williams. Yes. He's a UX designer who's worked with some really cool companies um, and is kind of a pro yeah. <laughs> at landing in these spaces. Yeah, I'm excited for that conversation. So first, before we get into that, we always like to start the episodes with a clock in. That's where we check in on our personal and professional development, what's going on, mm-hmm. how things are in our lives. Courtney, what's up with you? You started school, right? I did. I started school, so I'm just kind of like calibrating like how to <laughs> balance all yeah. this again because you kind of forget over the summer. Um, but it's all good. Year and two for you? Yes, second year. And um, yeah, so far so good. Okay. I can't complain. I'm going to talk a little bit more about um, I revisited an old strategy for how to um, kind of try out new things and okay. new approaches to things. So we'll talk cool. about that a little bit later. All but right, what about you? Good. I'm good. Kind of coming out of a summer slump. I don't mm-hmm. know if it was just like taking the summer easy and relaxing, um, but I kind of took it easy with everything. And so going through a lot of changes at work as well. Yeah. Um, and so this episode will be good for me as well. Um, but pretty much just having like a laser focus on building an empire outside oh, of work. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, just <laughs> through this and a few other um, projects that I'm, I'm working on. But that really motivates me to keep going in work 
Mm -hmm. we talked about this in the past. Like, I feel like my outside projects are really important for me to feel like I have, like, a more holistic, fulfilled life. And so it's, you know, dealing with that balance. I've also been reading... um, this book, Smarter, Better, Faster, mm-hmm. by Charles Duhigg. It's The Secrets of Being Productive in Life and Business. And it talks a lot about control as a form of motivation. So if you think about like when you're stuck in traffic on the highway and you want to rush to get off at an exit, mm-hmm. that's really about like having some form of control over the situation. Yeah. Um, and that really resonated with me because I realized that when a lot of changes and things are happening around me, the things that motivate me are the small areas where I can have like a little bit of control. So, yeah, just focusing on doing that. But all in all, I'm excited for the fall. Yes. Yeah, I'm so ready for the fall. Okay, guys. So now it's time for Rants, Raves, and Reviews. Three R's. Yes. Um, And this is the segment where we just kind of share a rant, rave, or review about a product, a service, a tool, experiences, anything that's positively or negatively impacting our work lives that we think you should know about. Yeah. Um, So, Joy, what are you doing today? I am raving slash reviewing my Fitness Pal, which is an app okay. um, available for download, at least on iOS. I don't mm-hmm. know where else it is. And it helps you to track your meals, calories, water intake, and like weight goals, okay. um, as well as measurements and other things. And like I just talked about control sort of as a form of motivation. I have been taking more control over my health and wellness mm-hmm. this year. So, you know, I started dabbling with the gym here yeah. and there, but um, really auditing kind of what I eat. And it's so fascinating because I thought for the longest time that I drank a ton of water <laughs> and I thought I was pretty good in that department. And yeah. when I started actually using the app to log my intake, I was shocked that like some days I would go and it would be like one glass of water yeah. or sometimes like zero water. Oh, no. And that's, yeah. that's no bueno for yeah. the body. Right. <laughs> so um, highly recommend the app. It also does kind of like a deep dive into your nutritional breakdown for the day. So as you're going in and putting in your breakfast, lunch and dinner, um, it'll like break down all the nutrition for the food so it'll show you how much sugar you're having how many Mm -hmm. carbs you had so even if you think you're being relatively healthy a lot of times if you look at the nutritional breakdown some of your intake might be like disproportionate like you may be having way too much sugar yeah or something so it's just really great um and i like that you can add friends and kind of motivate each other and kind of build a nice is there like a goal setting component to it or is it more just tracking yeah you can do some goal setting i'm currently my goals are around like weight so Mm -hmm. i have like calorie goals um that i meet every day and then it'll pace, it'll kind of give you your calorie breakdown based on what your goals are in a certain period of time. Oh, nice. So you're looking to lose a pound a week, two pounds a week, whatever the case is. Okay. Yeah, so pretty cool. Check it out. I know there are a ton of apps that do this kind yeah. of thing, but just the practice of logging and tracking has been really great for me. Cool. What about you? What are you doing? Um, I'm raving. It's kind of a review. It's kind of a rave. Okay. I feel good about <laughs> I have positive feelings about it. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's this concept. Um, I was first interested to it in one of my classes last year my management class and it's this concept of firing bullets and cannonballs Mm. and it's from this book called great by choice by jim collins and he looks at um, all these companies that manage to really outperform their competition Mm. and like how they go about doing that and it's surprising because most great companies like it's not that they're so much like risk takers and innovative it's just that Mm. they're really pragmatic about 
um, the changes they make and the innovation that they do. Okay. So I like this one because I you can really apply it to any aspect of your life. Mm. Um, and a bullet is like a low cost, low risk, low distraction test or experiment. Okay. And the flip side would be the cannonball would be like the mm. all in approach, like all your resources going hard in it. So you fire the bullets because uh, you don't know ahead of time whether this bullet's going to be successful. But right. you fire the bullet, see how it works, calibrate a little bit, okay. shoot again. And then when you think, okay, this is cute, then you do your cannonball. Okay. So like an example would be our fave, Steve Jobs, mm. um, when Apple wanted to do retail yeah. in like 2000. Like that was a big thing for them because yeah, it had yeah. never been retail before. Yeah. So the guy, he hired Mickey Drexler. He was the CEO of Gap. And mm-hmm. what they did was they built a prototype of the store oh, in a warehouse. Interesting. And they kept like tweaking the design until they got it just right in this warehouse. In the warehouse. In the okay. warehouse. They didn't roll it out at all. Like, okay. they just worked on it and built it until okay. they're like, okay, this is it. Okay. That was a bullet. Then they opened just two stores nationwide. That's another bullet. And they're like, okay, this is right. And then now there's like an Apple store everywhere. I got you. So that's like yeah. the idea. Yeah, like starting small. Start small. Like, if you have a big idea, just think like shrink it Break down. It. Yeah. Think about like, okay, what can I try? And I yeah. like that because it's like we you like set yourself up for failure when you just have like these the big grand. ideas. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I'm gonna do this. And it's like, girl, you don't have time. Yes, you don't know if it's gonna work, right? Money. So yeah. yeah, just like test it out. I love first. that. And then yeah. if the cannons fail, you're kind of out. Yeah, the cannon is like because, chaos. Yeah, <laughs> like, you have no more resources to try. Right, back. So I really right. like that approach. Yes. So the reason I wanted to have Jeremy come on for this conversation is because Jeremy is a bit of a rolling stone in yes. a good way, though. Like Jeremy will take new opportunities, go to new places yes. and just like start from scratch. Brave the wild. And like it's nothing. Okay. And I have anxieties and I have issues to work through. So yes. I thought as we're talking about change, this is a good person to have. Yes. Perfect. All right, So Jeremy is my best friend. But uh, more importantly, well, not more importantly, but also in addition to that, um, he's a fabulous UX designer. He works at FCB Chicago right now. But like like I said, he's been everywhere. He's worked with Tumblr and PSFK and Clapfun and all of these cool things. So, Jeremy, how are you like this? <laughs> like, what are your thoughts? Like, what do you, how do you view change? Yeah. I feel like you don't view um, it like the average person. Well, you know, as a child, I never moved around. I stayed in the same house mm. in the same neighborhood my whole life. Mm-hmm. So once I left for college, I kind of never looked back. And I've always been kind of spontaneous and go with the flow. Uh-huh. So that's always kind of helped me. And I've been kind of fearless, mm. especially in my early 20s. Um, especially in this day and age and time with technology being everywhere, I kind of just wanted to get experience in every kind of different facet. Yeah. And has that ever like not worked out for you? Do you ever? Oh, yeah, definitely. I was about to say, I know. (laughs) Tell us a time. (laughs) Tell us a time or two, Jeremy. Um, I mean, you know, like traveling around different markets, you you think that it will all be the same, but it's definitely different. Uh, How can I say it? people and uh backgrounds and their own mm. experiences that come into, into play and they're not the most welcoming environments mm-hmm. um so i i'm always i always have to have that kind of peace of mind 
in, in my work environment. So if it's not really a good fit, I'm, I'm usually like, it's kind of like second nature for me to just like see what else is out there. Yeah. Um, well, when you say different markets, you mean like when you've gotten job opportunities in different cities, right? And like move. Yeah, definitely. So, so I started out, uh, I'm from Chicago, born and raised, and I went to school in D.C., but just to like, before I even got to Howard, I went to school at Tuskegee, mm. Alabama for a little bit. And that was kind of like Alabama, my first right? <laughs> Exactly. So um, I, went, I, I came from like a very inner city school. So we didn't have like Howard and all these other big fancy schools coming in. Mm. I actually found out about Tuskegee because of an HBCU college fair that I went to randomly that my mom dragged me to. Um, downtown and I kind of applied on the spot and got in so I was like okay I guess I'll go here uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't really think about like the future in that way of like mm. what do career wise I know I was in a medical program in high school and that kind of like opened my eyes to like what I could become but once I got to Tuskegee and started enrolling classes and I was a biology major I was doing pretty well in school I got like 4.0 my first semester and I was like okay cool I really wasn't fascinated by biology yeah. I didn't want yeah. to become a doctor that was like my family, my parents' dream. So that was kind of like my first uh, awakening of like, I didn't want to live this life for someone else. Yeah. So I've always been kind of like um, open to new opportunities. So when I started looking at other schools, uh, actually one of my best friends who I grew up with, uh, Brandon kind of like foreshadowed Howard upon me a little bit, like mm-hmm. telling me about the school and the programs that he was in the ad um, he was an ad major there in the School of Communication. So I really wanted to become a designer, but I always kind of kept that like a a, a secret. Yeah. Because I didn't really see myself as like an artist, like a painter. Yeah. Or like mm. I wasn't the best illustrator. But I always was on the computers, like in Photoshop and in Illustrator and in InDesign, um, designing different things. Like my first start was like designing signatures on uh, forums back in high school. Yeah. Before the social media craze. Yeah. Uh, But I say all that to say that like Tuskegee kind of like opened my eyes to say that this wasn't right. And I wanted to see what else was out there. And by me opening that door, it kind of opened other doors down the line that kind of allowed me to be more fearless because I took that one chance and I actually got into Howard and I actually did well in school and it just opened more doors for me. I think that's like a really important key distinction, though, because I don't I think it's pretty typical for our generation to kind of hop around and move to kind of the next best thing. But I like that you call it that you actually did well, like you're not blindly hopping into new sort of scenarios or change without that back end research and without like everything in place to position you for success, right? Definitely, definitely. And I, I feel mean, like I especially for more... creatives, <laughs> that's like a big thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I think so too, like cuz even like when you talk about like a change you make, like it's always in a po- it's like it's a seizing an opportunity. Mm. And I think how you frame something matters a lot. So yeah, if you're that's if true. you're really resistant to like some change is going to be the scary thing that I'm not sure how to handle. Yeah. It's going to be harder than just saying like, oh, this is a great opportunity for me to. Yeah, to grow and to like see something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I always try to have like a a five year plan with any kind of opportunity I see in terms of like what it will help me connect the dots to my future. Mm -hmm. You do? Yeah, I started that out when when I first came to Howard. Funny story. And I got into the School of Communications. I plotted out every semester until I graduated. Really? I knew what classes I was going to take. I knew when. Like I was like, I, I even knew that they had kind of shortchanged our classes where we had to stay an extra semester. So I persuaded the dean to Alfred summer school so I could graduate on time. Wow. So this is invested I was into like my future at that certain point. Like I was always looking towards like what was my next step. 
This is fascinating to me, though, because it feels counterintuitive when you say that, like planning out, you know, your five year plan and thinking about your future in every semester, but then also being amenable to like new opportunities. Right. Because I'm going to tell you from the outside looking in, this thing looks very spur of the moment. So you're telling me (laughs) (laughs) that it's all part of a master plan. All right. I will say this. And and this is a, a quote that I saw actually on social media recently. You always have your own plan, but there's always a bigger plan in motion. Mm, so where you, you can have your own plan, you kind of have to go with the flow, too. Yes. So some opportunities may not have worked out, so I kind of had to have that plan B, okay, of what's my pivot from here, you know? Yes. You always have to think about, like, what's that next opportunity That's and, in a good way or a bad way. Yeah, you know, I actually read that the book I'm reading that I talked about earlier, um, Smarter, Better, Faster by Charles Duhigg talks about productivity. It says that when you view your future as a series of multiple paths versus like one linear path to success, those Mm -hmm. are people that tend to be more content. So, Jeremy, all of this change, how do you actually, you know, when you mix things up and decide to take an opportunity at a different agency across the country or go for a different type of job function or role? How do you cope once you're actually there? Um, but, well, first of all, <laughs> I thought you were going to say I by the like grace really, of God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have really good friends that have been a support system and kind of a sounding board mm. um, in those kind of situations, especially when I moved from New York to San Francisco. And I was like over the moon about moving there. And I finally got there and experienced the culture and 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 what it really was i was kind of uh not to say disappointed but i definitely was let down mm. um so and i i definitely vented to courtney and other friends about okay what do i do now i thought that this was going to work out but it just doesn't feel right yeah and then i also had a series of unfortunate circumstances with my family so it kind of pulled me back east anyway but you know coping is is definitely something that comes into play when you take these new opportunities because you never know what's going to happen but you definitely mm. have to keep a, a firm and patient mind mm. and also just have confidence in yourself. Yeah, because that's real. Like, I think it's important to remember, too, that like when you make changes, like you can always go back. Like, yeah, you know, like it's not permanent. Right. Nothing is permanent. So like tr- have, yeah. try it out. And if it doesn't work, pivot that thing. I came right on back to New York. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's that's a key point too. Is like not it's not a failure to go somewhere and test something and be like, you know what, that wasn't for me. Like you actually learn from that experience, and now you might not have San Francisco on a platter mm-hmm. <laughs> when you think about your future and opportunities. But if you had never gone, right. it might have just been this thing that was looming that yeah. you just missed right. out on. Definitely, and you keep those doors open because you don't burn bridges in those other environments either. Yeah, for real. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. 
To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Well, I know we're talk- we've been talking about like big things like relocation, but I think like there's changes that you know, that aren't, like, life-altering, but there's still, like, anxiety around them. So at work, like, we've had some shakeups with just Mm. people on staff. And it's so interesting because, like, Mm. when someone new comes on or someone's leaving, it is so, like, who is this person? (laughs) Like, do they know? Like, OGs versus. And when somebody leaves, you're, like, they're leaving with all that knowledge. Yeah. My job is about to be so much harder without this person. So, like... I want to get you, both of you guys tips on like how do you kind of cope with like just change and like the little things like in relationships mm. and your team at work like yeah no that's I mean definitely on my side I am at a large corporation that basically has layoffs every year oh, so okay. that's Ooh. yeah so like kind of coming into the situation viewing that as a constant has helped a lot mm-hmm. where I'm never really shocked by it but I'm not gonna lie like definitely this year I feel it. Um, and it's kind of a morale booster, to be honest, because you got your your crew and your friends and your people yeah. that you've built such great relationships with that shift and move and kind of get moved around. And so that's definitely tough. Um, I don't know that I have the manual <laughs> to coping, <laughs> but for me, I think having things outside of work to motivate me has helped a lot and then also just like being very vocal about my feelings with my leader my boss Mm -hmm. um, and just communicating that like hey like I appreciate that my teams recognize that the change is happening and speak proactively about it where it's like hey we know you guys are going through a lot we know we don't have this figured out we know it's a tough time we're here to talk if you need to yeah it ain't gonna change nothing (laughs) (laughs) At least you could speak about it. I don't know, Jeremy, what's your experience, bud? You know, I I definitely would agree in terms of like it being motivation in your own career when things do uh, change up because it goes back to being flexible and also having confidence in yourself that you can still, you know, weather the front. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Anything can happen at any moment. And I mean, that's just what life is. Yeah. Uh, So you you definitely have to uh, be strong and and just keep a positive outlook. You don't want to let things or layoffs or different things like that get to you and and affect your uh, attitude and morale in the office either. Yeah. I work in environments and there are layoffs from time to time as well. But you also have to just, you know, keep it moving. Yeah, and I mean, the like recognizing that those are the things you can't control that are yeah. external. Yeah, yeah, and that you can exactly. still handle them. When my assistant left at work, I was really nervous about her leaving. Mm. But once she was gone, no shade. <laughs> once she was gone, but it's like I can handle it. Yes. You know, it's like whatever. This you always get through yeah. it. Yeah, that's real. That yeah. perspective helps. Yeah, you know, and I was looking because you know I have to you know look into my little research, and I was looking at Psychology Today has mm-hmm. this article about handling transitions in life, mm-hmm. and it's interesting. Like we touched on a lot of the things that they talked about about how to better handle those things. Okay, um, we talked about being optimistic. Yeah, like you have to see it as an opportunity and not yeah. negative. Um, we talked about. Uh, getting support Mm. from your network. Mm. Um, But they also mentioned, this was like, I had to like take a moment when I read it, but it said, don't spend your time staring at a closed door. Ooh, what does that mean? 
Which means, Ooh. like, if change happens, like, it happens. It's done. So it's like, why are you just looking Mopener- at... Moping Yes. Mm. Isn't that real? Okay, that's a word. That is that is so real. <laughs> that's you know, a word. Like, that, that really just hit me. Mm. Yeah, oh, I love okay. that one. Okay. But also, like, I wonder, like... Uh, never mind, never mind. No! no what do we wonder? <laughs> but, like, when you're looking at an open door and you're scared to close it. Hmm. Hmm. You know, when you're like on the fence about a particular change you want to make and you're looking at it from like both sides of the door and you're trying to figure out which way to go, if you should Mm. leave it open or close it. Mm. Yeah, I feel that. So it's almost like, do you want to decide to like close the door on something that yeah. can go two ways it can be like you can see a change and yeah. you're like this isn't a good change yeah. and you should be taking right. it right but it can also be like being comfortable staying where you are and saying right like, yeah to walk away but from you it. know what i'm a firm believer that there aren't expiration dates on opportunities i mean there might like literally be like uh-huh. on a job offer or something but you know if that job isn't right for you at this time that's not to say that two three years down the line ten years down the line your paths might not cross and you can pursue that yeah. again and i feel like that perspective helps me a lot too in making decisions around what opportunities i will or won't take is like timing like maybe it's not for yeah. now but it can be for later yeah yeah but well, i will say as i've as i've gotten older i have been more uh well i've been less fearless let's just say that you know, less fearless been. maybe is yeah, it more pragmatic yeah. is it more like practical <laughs> i mean yes but also i don't want to get too comfortable you know mm. like i don't want to lose that fire in me that like brought me to this point yeah you know, by being so stagnant i think that's what scares me as i get older because you know we have our generation is known to hop around yes but now as we're getting older we're having more responsibilities that keep us where we are. Yeah. You know? So what scares me in terms of like not having opportunities anymore because you kind of aged out of change. Well, you know, uh, that makes me think of this other point that it says, and it says, don't take too long to get started. Mm. As in like, with, instead of waiting for the inspiration or waiting for something to like fuel you, it's like, just get started like, that's the way to handle change just, is just to go now. into action yes yeah oh well jeremy thank you for joining us and inspiring us a little bit to take some risks um i think change can sometimes be really positive for us sometimes mm-hmm. we perceive it as being negative or different yeah. but, but and i yeah. think you have to really accept the all the feelings that come with it like it's okay mm. to be anxious about something mm. it's okay to be scared for something but that's real power through it yeah Definitely. Awesome. I love that last statement too. Just do it. Yeah. What are you just doing now? Is there anything our listeners should be on the lookout for or to follow you around the webs, the interwebs? How can they find oh, you? Oh, I am relaunching my site uh pretty soon. So stay on the lookout for that at jeremydwell.com. Jeremydwell.com. Love it. And nice. And you've returned to Twitter. I'm so happy. He's yes, yes, Jeremy yes. Dwell on Twitter. So follow him there too. Thanks, Jeremy. Holler. <laughs> Thank you.
now it's time for Ask Job Logs, which is a segment of the show where we address your career and life questions. Submit your questions to us anytime at joblogs.com slash askjoblogs. And today we have an update. Cool. Update from B in episode mm-hmm. 11. If you recall, she was asking how to stay encouraged during a job search, yeah. switching from higher education to tech. Oh, nice. So B writes to say, I just wanted to thank you all for creating this podcast and creating a space for me to develop as a professional and still stay true to my sophisticated ratchet self. (laughs) I just wanted to share that I received and accepted a job offer in a new realm, higher education into tech, and I could not have done this without you two. I literally listened to your interview tip session right before going into the interview and decided to rock my natural hair and be true to myself. That is right. Yes, you better work. I will be moving from the Bay Area to New York City and hope to attend all the great events y'all put on in New York, your biggest fan, and distant BFF B. Aw, thank, thank you, you B. B. And congratulations. That's awesome. Black girl magic. We I love know. it. All right. Do we have anything else today? Um, this, oh, no name. Whatever. <laughs> Anonymous. <laughs> Anonymous. It says, Dear Joy Marie and Courtney, first I would like to introduce myself. My name is Gabriel and I'm an 18-year-old college student from Brazil. Ooh, Brazil. This summer, during a volunteer trip to Costa Rica, I learned about podcasts. They're not very common here in Brazil. So I used to have insomnia and one day a friend of mine suggested to me to start listening to podcasts at night, which is actually a good idea. Mm. Uh, when I started listening to podcasts, especially job logs, going to bed became easier and fun. I hope like us screaming, that yeah, <laughs> like cackling in your ear. Oh, girl. My bad. Um, I'm an economics major, freshman student in Sao Paulo, and the academic year here starts in January, and I, therefore I will finish my first year of school in December. Mm. During my summer break, December to February, I like to get an internship abroad. Ooh. However, I've never worked before, and I'm lost in terms of when should I start looking for internships? What's the best approach to get one? Should I look for opportunities online? What do you guys suggest? Mm, this is a good one. Um, and how dope that we have listeners in Brazil. Yeah, hey, hey. Um, Okay, so you said here that you've never had an internship or work experience before, but you also mentioned that you volunteered in Costa Rica. So I would actually argue that that's probably something you can list on your resume, mm-hmm. that experience. For sure. Um, and then I did a bit of research on this. I'm not too familiar with landing internships abroad, I'll admit. But I know that you're likely going to have to research the whole visa sponsorship process. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I encountered that or I went through the interview process and then found out they didn't have a visa. Mm, yeah, so after the fact. Yeah. yeah. So I would definitely be upfront about it and start researching that process. I know it can be very long. Um, I know you can get a lot of rejection and experience that, a lot of paperwork. But, you know, with some due diligence, I have full faith that you can do it. Um, And then also think about, you know, as you go through that process, think about the unique value propositions you'll be bringing to any internship. You have global experience. You have this Mm -hmm. unique perspective. You've worked in Costa Rica, it seems. Um, Do you speak multiple languages? What insights can you bring from Sao Paulo, the econ program there to the U.S. or whatever you're targeting? Um, Those are all things you definitely should be thinking about 
positioning and framing on your resume as you apply. For sure. And look for companies once you know your differentiating skills. Look for organizations that will really take advantage of that. Yeah. So are there companies that are building a presence in Brazil? Right. Um, yeah. So think about like where the cross connection is. Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like you said you're a freshman, so you're getting a very early head start. Um, and I would say also that, you know, don't be discouraged if you can't land something abroad for this winter, this upcoming winter or summer holiday in your case, then, you know, definitely get an internship in Brazil and keep adding that experience to your resume for can sure. only kind of help strengthen your application. In terms of actual resources, check out gooverseas.com. They have a complete guide to internships in the United States for international students with a ton of great tips. So even if you're not looking in the U.S., I think there are a lot of tips that could apply to your search. But good luck. Keep us posted. Yeah, good luck. All right, now it's time for Hashtag Adulting, where we talk about just ways we're getting it together. Because you know what? (laughs) Childhood is behind us, and you need to be a fully functioning adult. So, yes, yes, it's little things. Yeah, so my tip, I guess, is pretty simple today. It's check your junk mail folder, guys. You know, that spam box, (laughs) junk folder. Um, I've been hearing lately a lot of stories of folks missing some incredible job opportunities or follow-ups and seeing them a couple months later in the junk folder. that's crazy. Um, And actually, I've done that a ton, too. A lot of you guys' listener letters get... um, put into junk, unfortunately. So check your folder. I think the overarching theme here is that you're responsible for the information that you miss. And so you can't take a passive approach with stuff like that. Like, you know, be proactive, check it. Maybe like do it like on, make it like Fridays. On Fridays, you know, see the junk. Yes, regularly. Yeah. Oh, I have been mortified by some of the emails I've seen in junk. Like, Full mm-hmm. on life changing, game changing oh, no. opportunities in my junk mail folder. The nerve. Ugh. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode of Job Logs. Yes, thank you guys so much for listening. Listen, if you love the show, leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. That helps us out a ton. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're going to read a couple that you guys left. Cool. So KitKit312544, I hope that's not like a social or anything, (laughs) says, I thoroughly enjoy listening to these ladies. They are so informative and have natural conversation with each other. I would love to hear more episodes on job search processes, maybe their first job, how to handle toxic work environments. Keep up the good work. Oh, those are all great topics. Yes. And because you let us know, we will definitely try to incorporate some of those themes in upcoming episodes. So thank you. And, you know, Joblogs doesn't have to end here. Stay with us. Um, Visit joblogs.com. There's some great resources and articles for you guys to check out. Yes. Follow us around the web at Joblogs. Yes. Courtney, what are you? Uh, my handle's Cleve.Loud on Twitter and Instagram. Yes, and I'm Hamas Parker on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, wherever I feel like being that week. Yes. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Bye. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. 
With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamline my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.